What is it that spies are now worried about that, that could trigger war? Is it the USA, NATO engaging in coups and fighting all around the world that none of us want? No, no, no. It's a climate solution called geoengineering. You know, the gas bill that the mainstream media have built up over the years with all this gas lighting that they've thrown at us just must be phenomenal. Meanwhile, in other news, Mr. Beast, the massively famous YouTuber, he wants a Neuralink. Eminem is rapping about God, and the Mexican president posted a picture, seemingly a serious picture, of an elf in a tree. Yes, we live in very, very interesting times, my friends. So we're going to talk about all of those things, but first, welcome to another episode of the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast, commentary, comedy and conversation. Remember, like, share, subscribe, comment, rate, all of those good things. And now, let's get into the show. You know how you know you're getting older? When you wake up and you've strained your neck. I mean, what could I possibly have been dreaming of? It's not even a good way to garner any type of sympathy. It's not a cool injury. You know, I fell off a skateboard, I was wrestling a bear. Now they ask you what you did and you say, oh, I fell asleep uh, on a pillow filled with duck down. But don't worry, I'm going to soldier on through this episode. And I can already hear the, oh, that, that poor man. All those comments, the sympathy, the, the sympathy coming through from all the from all you listeners. And what can I say? Am I a hero? Well, it's not up for me to decide. Is it? It's up for you, the listener, to decide. So anyway, let's get into this before I, my, my strength starts to wane. Let's start with this climate solution. These gaslighting son of a guns. This was reported in New Zealand. It is actually a Washington Post article, though. So I've gone to, well, I think it's originally from the Washington Post. Well, I've gone to that source anyway. So from the Washington Post by Michael Birnbaum, which I looked up his name because it's an interesting name again. And Baum in German, I thought meant tree. Anyway, I put it into the Google Translator and Birnbaum means pear tree. So Michael Pear Tree. Another beautiful name, Michael Petrie. Your parents really missed a chance to call you Partridge. It's a partridge in a pear tree. And if you don't like that joke, I can't help you. So Michael Birnbaum, aka Petrie, a climate solution that spies worry could trigger war. Solar geoengineering holds promise for reducing global temperatures. Absent international agreements, it could also spark conflict. So this starts with, it sounds like something out of science fiction country suffering from heat flooding or crop failures decides on its own to send out a fleet of aircraft to spray a fine sun blocking mist into the earth's atmosphere this is just unbelievable that they're starting to report so heavily on this this is a huge article by the way i will leave a link to it in the show notes in the description somewhere if you want to read it all because it, i'm not going to be because i'm not going to get through all of this as as always i'll just try and pick out some of the the highlights but the priming of the population to accept this because they know it's becoming more and more public public knowledge and the conspiracy theorists are still being called conspiracy theorists is incredible. And now it's like, oh, it's just a solution to climate change, which we all knew was going to happen. 
we all knew this is how this was going to be framed just spectacular when things start to happen how they were predicted by the crazies decades ago so it sends a, a country sends out a a fleet of aircraft to spray a fine sun blocking mist into the earth's atmosphere reducing temperatures and providing relief to parched populations other countries view it as a threat to their own citizens and a ready and ready a military response but members of the US intelligence community and other national security officials were worried enough last year to plot how to avert a war triggered by this kind of climate engineering oh is it could it be it's because you're doing it in a role playing uh, in a role playing exercise they practiced managing the tensions that would be unleashed according to people familiar with the exercise a sign that they see it as a credible threat in need of a strategy <laughs> yeah yep it's uh credible threat that's been happening for decades i'll mention it again but i have done an episode on this it's episode 30 something and might be 40 something anyway it's called the the skies are being sprayed cried the crazies they were right that's the episode i did you can listen to me talk more on the um, operation popeye and various other climate or geoengineering stuff now it says the practice known as solar geoengineering or they're going to throw the solar in there because it's it's really high up um so we don't have to really worry it's in space it's in space it's not going to affect us too much uh might get might get, get a little bit cold and we're not going to allow you to use gas and oil to heat your homes uh by the way woods band uh, you might want to you might want to get a few rather large blankets synthetic though we don't want you using any animal products it just feels like the name just feels like they're kind of softening the geoengineering thing a little bit. Although there is a thing called solar radiation management, where basically this type of thing, where the where I've actually seen it in New Zealand, where it um, it's sprayed across the path of the sun just to dim the sun. It's not necessarily to make it rain, uh, i.e. the cloud seeding tech. So the practice known as solar geoengineering is theoretically possible. Oh, we know it's possible. We know. And as the world's most vulnerable populations suffer more sharply from rising temperatures, global decision makers will likely come under heavy pressure to deploy the technology, scientists and policymakers say. Compared to other methods to combat the effects of climate change, it's likely to be cheaper and faster. As we know, those are always the, the words you want to hear. Cheaper and faster, just get on with it. Don't worry about the unintended consequences and all that. And in the long run, maybe it's actually far, far more costly to human life. Anyway, because the technique could weaken the sun's power across the globe, not just above whichever country decided to deploy it, security officials are concerned about the potential to spark conflict since a single capital could make decisions that shape the entire world's fate. Parts of the US, uh, quote, parts of the US government are rightfully focused on trying better to understand this, said Sherry Goodman, a senior fellow at the Wilson Centre, referencing last year's geoengineering exercise. Goodman also said, the science is evolving, a long-time expert on the intersection of climate change and security. But global discussions haven't kept up, leaving a powerful technology largely unregulated internationally. Global discussions haven't been kept up. It's because the media is continuously gaslighting. And whenever people pointed it out, they were marked as crazy, crazy conspiracy theorists. Those are just contrails. They're not chemtrails. This is partly why I try and call it geoengineering as much as possible, and avoid the contrail moniker. So this Goodman lady, Sherry, also says, 
it could be weaponized by a country to either try to improve the climate and reduce the temperatures in their own location or against an adversary. It could be threatened in a way that could cause fear or panic among populations. You feeling justified hearing all this? The media just are kind of lost for words, really, about this article. A climate change-focused national intelligence estimate from 2021, during the peak of the Voldemort virus lockdown shenanigans, interesting, because I don't remember hearing about this at all, said, uh, said that the distillation of US spy agencies' assessments about the top risks facing the United States warned that the absence of regulations could mean that, quote, state or non-state actors will independently develop or deploy the technology, possibly covertly, in a manner that risks conflict if other nations blame them for a weather disaster they believe was caused by geoengineering. It's a powder keg, said Giannis Patstor, who was a top UN official focused on climate change before devoting himself to fostering a global discussion about the governance of geoengineering. Now further down they do mention how solar geoengineering works. Scientists, those scientists, those sneaky, sneaky scientists, say the technology necessary to hack the atmosphere is not complicated. Well, there's that word hack. Hmm. Airplanes would spray sulfur into the sky at high altitude. Done right, the material would condense, reflecting a portion of the sun's rays and shielding the earth. Shielding, killing, what's the difference in words there? That would mimic the cooling effect of a large volcanic explosion which happened after the 1991 eruption of Mount Pinatubo in the Philippines. Pinatubo? Pinatubo. I like Pinatubo. A fat volcano. Oh, there's that word fat again. I am really on the road to having this podcast wiped from the internet with all this hate speech. The volcano is not fat, man. It's just big boned. Uh, That volcano heaved about 15 million tons. It's heaved. That's their words. Heaved. A fat heaving volcano. That's my word, fat. That volcano heaved about 15 million tons of sulphur dioxide into the atmosphere and lowered the average global temperature by about 1 degree Fahrenheit over the next 15 months, according to NASA estimates. I'm sure their modelling's just fantastic on all of this too. Quote, it's increasingly clear that putting a bunch of aerosols in the stratosphere could decrease the global average temperature. I was increasingly clear that that could happen. Is that because you've been doing it for so long that you actually know that that is definitely the case? Now this was said by Chris Field, the director of the Stanford Woods Institute for the Environment. So many of these environmental groups just boggles the mind. Now this Chris Field uh, says the future really depends on getting an ambitious response to the climate crisis put in place and we just need to be really open to recognising that some kinds of approaches that are fraught with downsides might still deserve to be considered just because the alternatives are so serious. Some scientists though say the risks could be significant. Changes to the atmosphere would shift weather patterns and create droughts. A A less intense sun could lower crop yields and lead to hunger. there are concerns temperatures could build outside the sulfur dioxide layer that if the spraying is stopped could unleash a catastrophic heat wave across the world and that's one of the warnings that i've read about with all this geoengineering that's been going on for years as well that they now can't stop because of that potential some climate experts worry that societies might use the technique to stall on the emissions uh, emissions cuts that are needed to fix the root of the problem oh boy 
these climate change fanatics. They are going at it full ball, aren't they? Now, they t- here they're talking about, so what was it, sulfur they mentioned, wasn't it? Uh, if you go to places like Geoengineering Watch and, well, do some other research. Do your own research. The term's kind of frowned upon these days. But they talk about things like uh, aluminium or aluminium, tomato, tomato, uh, str- strontium, I think it was called, or barium, things like that. Now, in this article they mentioned here, because this is one that I only recently learned about too, was uh, seawater spray. So they say there are other kinds of geoengineering techniques that would be more localised. Seawater could be sprayed into clouds, brightening them so that they shield more of the sun's rays. Now, I know people talk about a lot of different types of clouds and how they, the looks of them, whether that's harp or whatever they're talking about. The really, really bright clouds. Potentially, seawater spray. Now, the seawater spray could be sprayed into clouds, brightening them so that they shield more of the sun's rays. Tiny glass beads could protect Arctic ice from melting. I don't think we should be putting tiny glass beads in the Arctic. Iron dust in the oceans could feed photoplankton that would then pull carbon out of the air. Those techniques might have risks, but they would be less likely to cross borders. I'm sure they've thoroughly thought through all of these techniques and have, you know, weighed up the risks very professionally, taking into account human life. I'm sure that's been done. But then they go back to the sulfur technique. What could make this so much more effective is exactly what makes it diplomatically complicated. Well, that's a term. It doesn't stay above the country that does the spraying. Instead, it spreads across the globe. Quote, I can see this going wrong someday, said Elizabeth Chalecki, a professor of political science at the University of Nebraska, Omaha, who has studied the intersection of climate and security issues. You can't even govern based on carbon emissions. How are you going to govern a technology that could uh, purposefully alter planetary living conditions? Now that's um, getting towards the end of the article, but they do then go into geoengineering experiments around the world. They talk about making sunsets, who declared late last year that it had released some balloons filled with a compound that could reflect sunlight back into the atmosphere. Oh, the balloons. The balloons. Hmm? Eh? Blaming it on China might have been making sunsets engaging in some solar geoengineering now the making sunsets one of course i've talked about this previously but that was done in mexico which then the mexican government banned experimentation now this is an interesting sentence most geoengineering activity so far remains inside computer models or laboratories most geoengineering not all they do they do say here that china has had a state-backed solar geoengineering program at beijing normal university for much of the past decade, but it does not appear to have done open-air testing. <laughs> okay. The country has a long history of smaller-scale efforts to modify the climate, such as when it spent $30 million shooting salt and minerals to, to clear skies before the 2008 Beijing Olympics. So anyway, look, you get the gist. We're just being gaslit all over the place at this point. Moving on, since we're just talking about Mexico, let's go to the Mexican president, shall we? Don't know if you saw this story but the mexican president posts photo of what he claims is a maya elf maya or mayan elf not sure there this is from the guardian.com now andreas manuel lopez obrado obrado just trying to get some of my mexican flair out and i know lisa likes me trying to pronounce these funny names because she gets a kick out of it but anyway so he's he posted the photo which appeared to show an alux an alux, A-L-U-X, a creature from Yuk- 
Rakuten folklore. So the president posted a photo on his social media accounts on Saturday showing what he said appeared to be a mythological woodland spirit similar to an elf. On the tweet he wrote that the photo was taken three days ago by an engineer. It appears to be an alux, adding everything is mystical. Lopez, or uh, I'm just going to say the president. The president has long expressed reverence for indigenous cultures and beliefs and work as well and work is underway in the Yucatan Peninsula to construct a tourist train that is the president's pet project. Maybe why he posted it. Get a bit of attention. Clearly has. It's gone worldwide. If you go to the photo, again, I'll leave a link to this because you might want to look at the image. It does appear, just on first impressions, these legs sort of crouched in a tree um, and arms and the faces turned looking at the camera with a halo of sort of silver hair with these two piercing eyes. Yeah, could be a publicity stunt. That's work to treat. Could be. Could be a phony image. These things are fairly easy to to fake. Of course, it could be a messed up prostitute in a tree. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there as a possibility. Could be a very, very confused and disorientated sheep in a tree. Confused because it's being photographed by some creep at night with a camera. And disorientated because it's in a tree. Just coming up with these ideas on the fly here, people. But look, this could also just be a demon. Because it certainly looks like that when you see the photo. So I'll leave the link in the description as well. Have a nosy, let me know what you think. But speaking of demons, let's go from demons to beasts. And I'm talking Mr. Beast here. If you don't know who Mr. Beast is, his name is Jimmy Donaldson, better known as Mr. Beast. And he's one of the biggest YouTubers on earth. Does a lot of very, very expensive stunts and weird things gives a lot of money away, does does a lot of good. One of the latest videos that they'd done was they gave sight to a thousand people by paying for it, getting a you know operations, very quick 10 minute, 15 minute operations and giving sight to a thousand, to a thousand people, which is an amazing thing to do. However, I mean, his name's Mr. Beast. It's not exactly a um, angelic type of name, is it? But I just wanted to play you this very quick YouTube short video about him discussing Elon Musk's Neuralink because he seems quite keen in this clip. He seems quite keen to get one. Let's just have a bit of a listen. I would love one, by the way. After, after the first couple thousand go through, I want one. Yeah. You put one in? Oh, 100 I would. Why not? The thing is, what's interesting, Locked, which I... Why wouldn't you? Once you... Uh, the Neuralink actually works and you can symbiosis with technology and just download things to your brain. You'll be able to make so much money that it doesn't matter how much the procedural cost. Anyone will be able to afford it, essentially. Um, so I think... Like the first few, like would probably go for an absurd amount of money, right? Because like even if you had zero dollars, you could just hypothetically borrow a hundred thousand dollars, get it. Because once you have infinite, you know, bandwidth to unlimited knowledge, you could make unlimited money. Um, it doesn't scare you at all. No, you're like pretty much a robot at that point. Yeah, though, but no? we already are. We already are robots. I disagree, Jimmy. But look, that's Mr. Beast talking about what some religious people would say is the Beast system. Now, I'm not saying this. I'm just throwing this out there. Because this is how certain conspiracy theories can start. Now, I'm not saying whether this is true or false. It's just an idea. All right, let's make that very, very clear. His name is Mr. Beast. He wants a Neuralink in his brain. Just connected to the internet at all times, becoming sort of this robotic thing. We all know the the dangers of this. He His justification for it would be that you could have, you could make a lot of money in that clip anyway. You can make a lot of money. And I guess his excuse there is to use the money to do a lot of good in the world, whatever good that is that, well, him and his team deem anyway. But we know 
the problems with this. Getting a chip put in your brain, big red warning signs. Everything about you connected to the internet. Your thoughts, they could shut you down. They could just, imagine just them playing constant ads in your head and you can't unsubscribe from it. You could be hacked. It's basically you, your body as a human being, connected to the system. Now, when I say a conspiracy theory could be born from this, his name, Mr. Beast, speaks for itself. Neuralink could be considered the mark of the beast. In the Bible, it's said that Satan comes as a an angel of light, and that's the, de- the deception. Now, this guy, he's doing a lot of good in the world, being very char- charitable with his money, one of the biggest YouTubers on the platform, over 100 million subscribers, and his age. He's only a young dude. He's 24. Now, if you're going to get conspiratorial with it, I mean, Jesus starts his ministry at 30. You're going to get evil to distort things, and you believe in this sort of end-time stuff, this version of end times, then the age would be mirrored or distorted as well as a a 30-year-old being the Antichrist. I'm not saying he's the Antichrist. All I'm pointing out here is that this is how conspiracy theories start and gain traction. Is there the potential for this completely made-up idea that I've just said to be true? Sure there is. There's There's a potential for that to be true. Do I believe that to be true? No, I don't. I'm just saying, I'm pointing out that with his name, what he was mentioning in that clip, and what he does, and using biblical verse to then overlay his kind of biography and what he's doing, you can see, you can easily see how speculations can begin. Do I think we should be focused on that kind of thing? No, not at all. We should be focused on God, the Bible, spreading that word. But I just thought that was a very interesting little thought experiment to work through there. Because while conspiracy theorists lately have had a good track record, you know, you can't just leap onto the crazy train with every single thing and just go with it. We need critical thinking and we need the nuance to things. So anyway, look, I've watched a few Mr. Beast videos over the years. I've got some family members that are, you know, fans of his and have been fans of his and watched his stuff. And, you know, some of it's funny, some of it's just harmless stuff, but it's a lot of charity and a lot of giving. Some of it's weird and uh, I just find it a bit strange. But um, anyway, just wanted to run that little thought experiment. So lastly, before I end this episode, did you know that Eminem bought out a new album and he's rapping about God? Eminem. Eminem. Now this was, I think the album came out over a year ago. I could be wrong, but it, this is definitely last year. I didn't see it at all. But um, I've chosen the ChristianPost.com article. Jenny Ortega Law. And Eminem raps about God calls Jesus his saviour on number one album in the US. So they say Marshall Mathers, professionally known as Eminem, many usually remember his violent, irreverent rap lyrics, including talking about murdering his wife or extensively taking drugs. However, the critically acclaimed rapper has changed his tune for a new song where he professes having faith in Jesus. Now, Khalid Muhammad, a professing Muslim who is popularly, popularly, can never pronounce that word, who is popularly, popularly, popular, I don't know. Look, he's known as DJ Khaled, a hit-making DJ that has produced music for countless artists, released a new studio album titled God Did on August 26th. So I'm assuming 2022, August 26th, 2022? I think so. Now, as of Wednesday, the album is number one on the iTunes chart, and features a remix of Kanye West's gospel song release titled Use This Gospel. It's one of the few songs on the album that does not feature explicit lyrics. Now the lyrics 
uh, I'm holding on, but I don't know if I can take it much longer. Today's the day that I put all of my trust and faith in you. Father, please let this hate make me stronger, for they turn on me like a zombie. It's like I'm being strangled unconscious. When temptation is almost like Satan is making you trying to take you away from your daughters, dangling a bunch of painkillers on you. Later in the verse, he says, So my saviour, I call on to rescue me from these depths of despairs. So these demons better step because he is my shepherd. I'm armed with Jesus. My weapon is prayer. Soon as I squeeze it, I'm blessed like sneezes. Call me Jesus. I'm effed in the head. Maybe I'm bonkers. Regardless, never claim to be flawless long as the mistakes I've acknowledged. Call me Jesus. Does it seem, I know that's the name that was going around for, for Kanye for a while, wasn't it? Is it self, self-declared self name, is it? Jesus. He's calling himself Ye or something. It seems to be a combination of Jesus and Ye. I don't know. I haven't looked into it. It, it feels wrong. Anyway. Now in the article it says, throughout the years Eminem has openly discussed struggling with mental health issues. In times past his dark imagery was the exact opposite of God glorifying, but in recent years it appears he has turned to the Bible. Eminem concluded the verse by saying, Bible at my side like a rifle with a God-given gift. Every single day I thank God for, that's why I pay so much homage, praises to Jesus, I'll always. Now according to Rapzilla, the artist who called himself a rap god a few years back, was praying before his shows in the early 2000s, and quote, then he'd go on to rap some of the most profane hip-hop of all time. (laughs) Anyway, it goes on, DJ Khaled here, he's so grateful for his new album's gospel song. He thanked Dr. Dre, Kanye, Eminem. He said, Dr. Dre, you're my idol. Well, I don't think we're supposed to be uh, idol-worshipping any human being or thing. Um... DJ Khaled and the article concludes it says um, although Christians may find it interesting to hear one of the most profane artists of the 2000s speak so openly about Jesus in 2022 the 49 year old is still on a journey yeah I do find it interesting to hear that Eminem was rapping about God so I don't know what do you think about that one interesting story and and it will actually be interesting to follow Eminem's journey into Christianity if, if that is indeed what he's on So anyway, look, something positive to end, as you know I like to do. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast commentary, comedy, and conversation. And I'll talk to you fine folks in the next one. Bye.